The car's on fire, and there's no driver at the wheel. This is the character generation. generation i'm moth i'm chet and this is a podcast where we generate characters usually yeah we have a track record at this point we have in fact generated characters it's true we've got a positive record <laughs> look real good on our resume our, our kd ratio is off the charts <laughs> all right what do the k and d stand for real fast k ago? stands for character d <laughs> stands for generation degenerate <laughs> Isn't that a grunge band? <laughs> it's 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 uh, pronounced character. Uh, it's it's German. Um, probably. <laughs> See, that sounds like a black metal band. Mm. One of the kind of real can't read their logo type bands. <laughs> you can't read their logo because they misspelled it horribly. Shit. <laughs> Oh man, uh, yeah, no, this is a character generation, we make tabletop role-playing game characters, they're usually pretty goofy and don't make a lot of sense, and we skip over a lot of minutiae in some of these systems. Because a lot of the systems we use have a lot of fucking minutiae in them. Ah, uh, yeah, like Shadowrun 4th Edition, which is what we are continuing to do this week. This is our third Shadowrun episode, and I don't remember what class we're gonna play. I also should note, before we continue, that this week's episode is late. Sorry about that. I have what is known by the uh, Western world as allergies, and it's spring, so the universe is trying to kill me with... A tree did a big nut in Chet's mouth, and now he can't breathe or talk anymore. <laughs> it's not, not as much in my mouth as, like, up my nose, which some people might be into, and I'm not gonna, like, shame that, but the tree nutted in my nose, and it sucks, and it hurts, and I'm crying a little bit as we record right now. But that's not because of the allergies. No, no. I'm just always crying. Relatable posting. That also will explain if my throat, or my voice sounds ever scratchy today, because my throat's dying. So yeah, sorry about that. We're trying to keep with this two-week schedule, and yeah, shit happened. We have broken the combat. <laughs> I mean, we're recording Monday night. We could still get it out, like you said, uh, before we started recording, but it'll probably be late. I mean, you'll probably know by the time you're listening to this how late it was, in fairness. Let us know in the comments uh, how late <laughs> this episode was. Like, comment, and subscribe <laughs> if this podcast was late. Check our channel out in the description below. This is uh, getting way out of hand. Where were we? We were trying to decide what type of character we were going right, to make this right. week. We did the rigor last week, correct? Correct. The venerable Dick's Bigfoot. Ah, Dick's Bigfoot. That was a good one. I was real proud of him. Did we come to the conclusion that we're going to have to dive into magic this week? I say we do mage this week, because I would like to have extra time to figure out how the fuck the matrix rules work. Because despite playing in several Shadowrun games, I've literally never used the rules as written for hacking. Yeah. Isn't that something that's kind of necessary for a Shadowrun party, unfortunately, as a, a hacker? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Like, it depends on how the runs are built, but you really can't get away with it for the most part. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. But we can leave that hanging over our heads for another fortnight. Yeah, no, we are, if nothing else, good at procrastinating, so we can just figure <laughs> that one out later. There we go.
Perfect. Solved. Okay, so correct me if I'm wrong, there's a couple different types of caster in Shadowrun, correct? You have, like, the shamans, and then you have just straight-up, like, mages? That's true, and then they break down into a whole bunch of different traditions that give you, like, bonuses and penalties to different kinds of magic and all that sort of thing. The main breakdown is that mages are better at doing, like, spell-ass spells. Okay. Whereas shamans are more into summoning spirits and making, like, magical token stuff. Okay. So I guess the the first thing we should decide before we kind of climb into that is which route do we want to go for our caster? One thing I think is interesting is if we do go the shaman route, mm-hmm. then we could tie that character's story into Dick's. Was it Dick? No, it was, uh... Professor Kluzmo, who had the problems with spirits. No, yeah, you're right. It was Professor Kluzmo that was plagued by gremlins that a... by literal, actual gremlins that were sicked on him by, uh... Earth spirit? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Landfill spirit. Yes, that's right. God, that's so fucking good. Okay. <laughs> I'm still really happy with that. We could tie this character in, or there could at least be, like, interplay with this character and Professor Kluzmo just because of the, the spirit-based plot there. Um, we could also just go with a mage and continue our track record of having all these characters not be interconnected. I mean, the thing with mages is, I feel like it'll be more interesting to have a little bit more of a focus on the spirit route, so I say we go that way. Okay. I have no problem with that. We just have to make sure that we don't make them good with earth spirits, because even if they are, they'll still want to kick Kluzmo's ass. Oh yeah, no. I think the very first thing we should think about is, does this person hate earth spirits? I say that we hold off on deciding that until we get into what tradition they follow. Okay. I don't want to get too in-depth with that, just for the sake of keeping things less verbose. Because I know fair, fair. You, the, the whole tradition of magic system we could really just talk at length about. Especially if we want to crack open some more of these source books. Oh, god, yeah. We did, we, we did end up cracking open a source book last week, didn't we? We needed the arms, man. Yeah, we, we, had, need, to have we, we had to have a mech in some capacity. <laughs> <laughs> really, we needed any kind of vehicle customization rules, like, at all. Yeah, at all. Yeah, so let's just get into it. So what race do we want this this shaman to be? Hmm. So we've got three metatypes remaining for us so far. Right, because we've done troll and dwarf, right? Yeah, so we've still got human, orc, and elf remaining to us. Okay. And we kind of did bite the human style a little bit, because the only thing that they get is that they're better at edge than everyone else. Mm-hmm. And we already bought all of the edge for our troll. So if we want to avoid having two edgy characters, we want to go either orc or elf for this, right? Yeah. Mm, I mean, I don't have any strong preference either way. Make a case for me right now why you would pick either one. And not, mm-hmm. not for just like a stat-based thing. On a just general, like flavor reason. Make an elevator pitch for one or the other to me, because I am 50-50. Alright, so my argument with elves would be, they have the whole thing within the Shadowrun world where there are, like, actual old-school fifth-world elves still wandering around, who remember how magic worked the last time that magic existed. Okay. And they have special magical elven cities built up all over the world that are super magical and built out of trees and whatever else the fuck. (laughs) Holy shit, okay. I didn't know about this at all. Yeah, that's a, what is it, Tiernanog and Tier Tangair, I think? Jesus. Which are respectively Ireland and Portland. <laughs> <laughs> I know you talked about that a little bit, but I didn't realize it was just the standard fantasy elves <laughs> there. Oh, yeah. god, okay. Like, some elf-ass elves made their magical forests, and they're like, hey, where do we take I these? I am 
super fucking sold on this, and I'm just super sold on the idea of playing as one of these elves that, like, grew up in Portland and was, like, so indoctrinated in, like, ye old fantasy elf culture that they act like a fantasy character. Like, everyone else talks like this cyberpunk-ass, like, Don't give me that dreck, chummer. Yeah, like that. And this guy's like, Hail and well-met, adventurer. It is I. <laughs> Pretty, El- I bet you good day. <laughs> I fucking really love that idea, though. Just someone who doesn't really realize that they're in a cyberpunk game. Oh, yeah, it's so good. So everyone thinks that they're from, like, one of those mystical elf vaults or whatever, but they just grew up in Portland. (laughs) (laughs) That's just what everyone in Portland's like. They're very inclusive. I mean, that's the thing with all the weird elf cities, is that they're super, like, elf-only, no one else Mm -hmm. is allowed in or out sort of thing. Yeah, so he's like... They're walking down the streets of, like, Chicago, and he's like, Hail, compatriots! Let us check out ye tavern! (laughs) (laughs) I just realized a really fucking brutal kind of idea about the Shadowrun universe, and that's that the elves are actually just the Amish? Oh, fuck. Oh, Jesus, it's the fantasy Amish. Because they know all this high-tech sort of robots and cyberpunk shit is out there, but they They choose to just use magic instead. They don't fuck with that. They're like... Our way is better. We can just conjure <laughs> shit out of thin air. Which, I mean, that's the premise of, like, all fantasy anyway, right? Is they're like, oh, technology doesn't exist because these guys can just do shit with their mind and hands and fucking whatever. They don't need to make robots. I fucking love it, actually. I'm really into... So, wait, does that mean that this elf is on the... I don't know what it's called. The, like, Amish leave of absence to, like, decide if they oh, want to man. stay or if they want to, like... Oh, that's perfect. This is the first time they've ever left Portland. Yeah, exactly. And they're just wandering around, seeing the degrading horrors of the outside world, being like, what is this metal arm that you have, my good friend? It does not appear to be magical in nature. And they talk like that all the time. Oh my god, this is perfect. Um, yeah, no, fuck playing an orc. Jesus, this is good. Uh, it's called Rumspringa? I'm probably mispronouncing it. It's Dutch. Uh, Rumspring? Rumspringa? I think it's like Rumspringa? Rumspringa? Something? Something like that. Yeah, the the rite of passage where they run around outside of the Amish, like, enclave and just, like, go hang out in normal modern society for a little bit and decide if that's where they want to live or if they want to come back and build barns. I don't know what you do in an Amish society. <laughs> I don't know what you do without <laughs> electricity or any of that. I don't know how that works. It's, I'm it's a like a really Hello. sort of communal, like, oh yeah, we all hang out and make handcrafted benches and stuff and we all go to sleep at 8 p.m because otherwise the devil is outside and he will look at my ass or something (laughs) sorry that's probably pretty fucked up but like they're not gonna listen to this (laughs) like i don't think they have podcasts i I feel bad like talking shit right but how would they know (laughs) (laughs) like i got a lot of respect for him but fuck i could not live that way my dude no 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 I am looking at three different LED monitors as I talk to you over the internet. Like, (laughs) I am so far away from that lifestyle that it literally seems alien to me. I couldn't do it. Like, imagine having to, like, spend all day in really ugly black wool with no buttons on it and not be able to buy any drugs, like, whatsoever. Oh my god. I wouldn't be able to buy the drugs I use to make my eyes stop hurting in the springtime. 
as I yeah, exactly. walked through a hayfield to churn my own milk. Like, fuck that. <laughs> no, are you kidding me? So does our elf also have a lot of really complex opinions about baptism? <laughs> Probably. I think so. <laughs> I like the idea that our elf is really not sold on, um... What is elf rumspringa called? Because that's what our elf is on, is on fantasy walkabout. It's a walkabout! Our elf is just on a walkabout. I don't, I don't think it needs a name, but... It definitely doesn't, because I don't want to try and fucking make up an elf language name for something yep, right now. fuck that. But I like the idea that our elf is not... As they explore, they're like, Oh, things were better back in my village of Portland, Oregon. <laughs> Where I did not have to eat this weird soy cube out of a bag with this powder on top of it. I did not have to go get shot at a stuffer shack when I am trying to buy one potato for my dinner. <laughs> And then I get it home, and I realize that the potato is just a plastic wraparound for a soy potato. Shit. <laughs> this elf gets along really well with Dick, because Dick... Was it Dick's? Yeah, exactly. Dick's is allergic to uh, processed food, if I remember right, so... Yeah, exactly. Only organic for me! Oh, the fucked up thing is that even though, like, Portland's been taken over by these weird ancient elf, like, bigot <laughs> weirdos, they're still gonna be really into craft beer. It's the only place you can get it these days. <laughs> My village has the finest age stouts. I only drink five dollar cans of beer. Please keep your Pepsi away from me. All I can drink is my artisanal mead made from my own private bees. I sing to them every night and they give me the honey in the morning. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay, this is fucking great. This is such a good... I have a question. Uh-huh. Is there... This is completely unrelated to our character at this point. Is there, okay. in the Shadowrun universe, just a version of the TV show Portlandia that is all about elves oh, and makes fun of them a lot? Because I'd watch it. <laughs> See, the best part about it was they would have to record it entirely outside of any of the elf cities. And, like, half of the cast isn't elves. And no one would know what an elf city looks like, so they're all just guessing. Yeah! <laughs> Oh, fuck, that's funny. They're just sitting in the tree in the middle of a public park with some signs <laughs> nailed to it, and they're like, Elf House? Question mark? <laughs> oh, God. All right, this is already real solid. So... So, I'm just gonna take a, a stance right now and say we've been on a real dude kick lately, so this elf is a lady. Sounds good. Cool. Okay. And just to hit the characteristics really fast, or the attributes... They're probably going to need good charisma. I'm pretty sure that's what you use for bargaining with spirits. And then I mm -hmm. think she also probably needs, like, intuition and willpower. Other than that, like, it's a fucking mage, so they're not going to be good at anything else. They're not going to be good at fighting, but they'll still be the most powerful person in the party somehow. Yeah. <laughs> that's one of the nice things about Shadowrun, is they go some way to balancing that out, at least. Mm-hmm. The one problem with it is they definitely made it so that you can summon up extra characters to have extra turns, but that gets balanced out by the fact that everyone else also has extra turns, so problem solved. Yeah, there you go. Okay. It's just that your extra turns are like a big wolf or something. Yeah. So, positive and negative qualities real fast. Okay, well, let's see. I'm gonna say that they probably have animal empathy. Animal empathy, yes. I like that, because she sings to the bees. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that. That's <laughs> something our character does. <laughs> does she also carry a small beehive with her at all times? I think so. I think she definitely does. It's like is she like the pain from Metal Gear Solid Three, and she has a beehive <laughs> that lives inside of her stomach so that she can control bees and turn them into grenades and Tommy guns. No, because that would require augmentations. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> and no. any augmentation reduces your essence, which you need for magic. Yep. Nope. She um has just a like a really intricately carved wooden beehive. Maybe it was grown out she's of a tree. She's got a wicker basket with a beehive inside of it. And it, she's like, oh, I carved this myself. And she uses that to make mead on the go. Let's see, probably not a code slinger, if I had to <laughs> guess. Most likely. Homeground, no. <laughs> yeah, it's not exactly super working with the fiction here. At all. I mean, we definitely obviously have to buy the magician quality so that she can do magic. Yeah, that's important. Do we want to give her a mentor spirit? I like that. Okay, so we haven't hit the part where we decide what kinds of spirit she uses for what, but what is her mentor spirit? Mm. What if the mentor spirit is the one that talked her into going on the walkabout? Okay, yeah. Like, she was, like, super fucking content with just being like, nah, I'll just skip that one. And the spirit's like, what <laughs> no, if... What child, if this... you have to see the outside world for yourself. No, no, what if the spirit is uh more of like a, a devious sort okay. of like like the devil on your shoulder thing where gotcha. he's like hey go out in the world and do drugs <laughs> listen marilyn you gotta go out there and try some of that good good <laughs> you gotta like hit it. that nice shit at least once you gotta live a little see the problem here is that we're portraying a world where you would not be able to buy weed in portland <laughs> okay okay very important canon question right now uh-huh i think portland only has like normal ass weed they don't have the magically active no no they just grow like a shitload of normal weed <laughs> and it's like it's good shit don't get me wrong they use magic to make it like choice kush but we live in a world in a fantasy world in Shadowrun, where they have spirit-laced deep weed, and, like, they have crazy drugs compared to marijuana. So, like, I don't- I, I like to think that Portland doesn't even think of weed as, like, a drug. It's just, like, beer. It's just something that everyone does. And so, this mentor spirit is a spirit that came from the outside world. What's a city near Portland? Seattle? Yeah! I think this is a Seattle spirit. <laughs> okay, yeah, Seattle's one of the main cities in the setting, so that works out pretty well. Yeah, so this is this is a spirit from Seattle that, like, I don't know how it became her mentor spirit, but it definitely is, like, super indoctrinated into, like, the standard Shadowrun culture, and it's trying to be like, I can tell you're a real powerful magic user, kick with me, kid. So I'm imagining it's probably a man spirit, because it's all about, like, going out and hanging out with other people and, like the culture of the outside world and all that sort of stuff okay but i'm imagining that i don't really know how the mentor spirit process works i think it's like you are doing some kind of vision quest or something and you discover it wandering around in the astral plane or something gotcha. so i'm imagining this spirit just got off a really big bender doing whatever it is spirits <laughs> do to get fucked up <laughs> just doing just kind of stumbled cocaine. accidentally down towards tier 10 gear and it was like hey what's going on <laughs> Oh, you can see me? That's fucking crazy. <laughs> and she was like, oh my god, you're the first one I've met from the outside world. 
I need to decide on a voice because we've got two very diametrically opposed voices going uh, on here. No, that's good. That's so good. Do we want the Galadriel one or do we want the ridiculous fucking Come, stranger, and see my wares? I like the Galadriel one more. Yeah, that's probably good because I it will mean I have to do less editing here. That's true. Holy shit, I keep looking at my waveform. Yeah. Also, um, maybe maybe this is me projecting something that, that's been on my mind a lot the last couple of days. Having to bounce between, like, Hey, buddy, hey, it's me, your mentor, and, like, Hawkin, well met! Would be fucking cancer on my throat if I had to play this character. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely fair. <laughs> so, like, no, I'm good. I'm good with not. <laughs> By the way, I'm looking at the mentor spirits now. Uh-huh. And the way mentor spirits work is it's a certain animal, apparently. Mythological okay. fi- figure or concept. The entity is somehow symbolic of their personality. I mean, they still do have to be a spirit that you meet. They're just yeah. like, oh yeah, I resonate with this. Yep. So like on some level, she's really into this weird fucking, probably voiced by Danny DeVito spirit. <laughs> So that rules out a lot of the different like animals, but there's there's like a bunch of different things. So there's like the dark king. Oh yeah, isn't there the one that's just like the adversary? I believe so. Which is like a baby Satan, basically. It's not fucking alphabetized, so I gotta scroll through. Moon oh, maiden, fucked. raven, seductress, um, <laughs> which is kind of. I mean, that works for the character. The seductress works really well. It's the incarnation of desire. It says yeah, she exactly. has many whims and vices that she must frequently satisfy. I like the idea of it's just the seductress, but it is Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Um, there's also the trickster. I feel like either of those would work pretty well. Yeah, I like the seductress. I like this weird fucking, like, always sunny character. <laughs> uh Oh, that's good. If we want to do one other goof really fast, okay, we could also give her a resistance to toxins and just make it so that whatever she does, she never gets fucked up off of it. Oh, oh, I love it. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes, yes. He's like, hey, try this. It's called Mega Math. <laughs> Super Double Math Deluxe 3.0. I got it at Meth Mart. <laughs> I bought it at Costco. <laughs> and she's like, I mean, I must, I gotta try everything once, right? And she does it, and she's like, am I supposed to feel something? And he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's fine, I suppose. <laughs> now listen to this poem that I just wrote. Does that mean that she brews, like, super fucking strong mead? It has to, right? Because she's like... It, that's the only way she can get fucked up. And that's why he found her. That's how he found her, is because he found the world's strongest beer. And she brewed it. Yeah, and then he just got knocked off his ass completely, so he was still laying around when she mm-hmm. decided to go in for her vision quest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. Ah, oh, uh, I love it. Do we want to give her an addiction to any kind of anything? Can we give her just alcoholism? Yeah. <laughs> character with the addiction quality is addicted to alcohol, drugs, beetles, or a similar substance. How bad is the addiction, though? Hmm. I feel like it's probably just moderate. Okay. I like that. She's a functioning alcoholic. Yeah, exactly. But that's why she carries around her beehive to make her beer everywhere she goes. Maybe that's severe, now that I think about (laughs) it. 
No, 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 no. I don't think it's severe. She just refuses to drink anything that isn't powerful enough to get her drunk. Perfect. <laughs> and only she can make beer that she likes. Yep, there we go. Do we want to make her like a mild pacifist? I like that. That sounds yeah. pretty Portlandia. I keep... That's not the word I meant. I just said the name of the show again. I meant to say, like, Portlandish. <laughs> there you go. That seems pretty Portlandish. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I like that she's, to an extent, pacifist. And I mean, for the most part, the spells are better if you're doing stun than actual damage to begin with, so problem solved. Yeah, there we go. Let's see, she probably doesn't have a sin. <laughs> Seeing as she wasn't born in the system. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm uneducated this is perfect an uneducated <laughs> character has grown up far away from the modern sprawl and is thus ignorant of modern society in general i mean that's that's exactly what we described before we even realized this was a thing and that's how we can get some extra points yep that's a lot of points actually that works really well yeah unaware in technical academic knowledge and professional knowledge yeah no that all tracks she's amish yep yep <laughs> exactly yeah she's really good at like cabinetry Yep. So she's put points in that, probably, as a knowledge skill, but outside of that, she's like, I don't know, what the fuck, man. What is this cellular telephone you keep telling me about? <laughs> oh, lady, it's called a comlink. Does she sing a lot? Does she try and break into, like, a musical number like a Disney character? <laughs> I think she tries to use songs as barter a lot. I like it. Okay. Yeah, that'll be 350. Well, would you like to hear this lay I've just composed about the beautiful sunrise outside the door? He's like, it's only like that because the pollution lady, listen, you're holding up the line. Oh, this smog substance is so beautiful. Mm. Oh, fuck. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's very good. Any other negative or positive traits we want to add? I'm looking through it and I don't see much else. Maybe some kind of spirit affinity, but we can come back to that when we're actually doing the spirit stuff. Yeah, that's going to be its own separate thing. Let's see, skills. We can just kind of breeze through this one fairly quickly, I feel like, unless you can think of anything that would be, like, super specific. Um, well, let's see here. Because there's a lot of pages on skills. Uh, vehicle skills, probably not. She definitely can't drive. Definitely. She probably knows how to drive like a horse and buggy, but there's not really a skill for that, so we don't have to worry about it that yeah. much. Yeah. Can probably give her some ranks in artisan. Yes, artisan, I think definitely. Combat, probably not going to be much because she's a pacifist. We can short-circuit a lot of this stuff by just buying a bunch of ranks in the conjuring and sorcery skill groups. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is I know there's skill groups for all the different magic shit. Yeah, sorcery is for spellcasting, conjurings for summoning, problem solved. I feel like enchanting is a nice one. Enchanting comprises the techniques needed to harness the latent magical potency in natural materials and the artificing of magical foci. I like that. Yeah. She carves all of her own foci. Yeah. Oh yeah, she does. That's <laughs> definitely a thing she does. Summoning is in conjuring. Okay, cool. What, like, perception probably seems like one that she would be good at. She's seems paying useful, so much yeah. attention to the world around her because everything seems so new. Yeah, totally. Do we want to have, like, a, a specialization in the perception? Like, one of the different senses? That's what the specializations are. Is right, they've sense, got one for each of the senses. Visual, yeah. She's really good at smelling. <laughs> what do you smell with your elven nose? <laughs> <laughs> 
perfect. I mean, like, I think hearing, honestly. Yeah, probably. Because she also, like, has real good hearing. She grew up in a real quiet fucking tree village, not yeah, totally. downtown. Probably some ranks in Arcana so that she can know about spells and stuff. Yep. Do we want to give her some astral combat? Probably. Just in case she gets attacked by most likely an earth spirit when she's out there doing her weird astral projection shit? Yeah. Okay, so let's figure that one out now. Uh, now that we've we've developed the character a little bit. What is her relationship with Earth Spirits? Because I'm getting to the point now where in this campaign that is not actually a real campaign, but like the, <laughs> the beginnings of a campaign for this group, I think Earth Spirits are a large antagonist. I'd say so. Okay. So you think she's cool with them? I think she's fine with them personally, but she keeps getting pulled into really big drama with them. God. <laughs> I like it. Okay. <laughs> Everyone knows that Earth Spirit, right? They just they cause a lot of drama. <laughs> they're real energy vampires, but actually, <laughs> no, they're quite literally. They will they will drain your energy for sustenance. <laughs> <laughs> let's see what knowledge skills does she have? Hmm. Let's see here. Man, a lot of these knowledge skills I'm reading don't really line up well. I mean, like, obviously, uh, knowledge, magical traditions, magical theory. Yeah, yeah. I am completely blanking on what the elf language is called, but Sperethiel, that's it. Uh, it's elvish. Yeah, exactly. She has ranks in elvish. Mm. I feel like she probably also speaks one really random language that isn't useful. <laughs> She's really good at French. Yeah, I like it. They, they had French class at her school. Yeah, exactly. They're close to Canada. I think she has a lot of knowledge about wines in general also. There you go. She's got aerial knowledge Portland, but it's not super useful. Yeah. What is Portland's main sport? Because she has knowledge about that sport. Okay, yeah. What is a good elf sport? Wait, hold up. I'm reading the list of sports right now, and the phrase combat biking caught my eye. (laughs) What? Just a second. It is apparently a sport that plays a lot in Denver. It came about in 2013. Yeah, I remember that. It's an arena game played on a football-sized field uh, with a bunch of lanes. The arena is designed as a maze divided into lanes. Some lanes are wide enough to let three or four bikes ride side by side. Others are barely wide enough for one cycle to squeak through. A track called a skyway runs over the middle of the field. It's a story high with no safety railing. Some folks call it the launch pad. Uh, There's a goal circle at the end of the field. Within limits uh there's like different arena layouts have been designed it's a team sport there's line <laughs> bikers lance bikers thunder bikers and a goalie the fuck the thunder biker is armed with a fixed mount grenade launcher on a light cycle an assortment oh of boom God. boom he carries a mace one thunder biker rides for each side so it's like if blood bowl was fucking bike polo yes huh this is fucking awesome i don't know if it's a thing they'd play in portland though no god no not even a little bit but holy shit (laughs) yeah i feel like our next character needs to be a fucking like ex combat biker oh god yeah yes 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 let me make an offer for what sport she's really into i want to just play combat biking the tabletop (laughs) game god i want to write that up right now actually ah that's cool um, no, I think Portland just is, like, plays football. <laughs> I think they're really into, uh... Have you ever heard of the South American sport called Pelota Perepecha? Uh, yeah, vaguely. Okay, so I feel like people in Washington are pretty into standard-type hockey. Okay. Pelota Perepecha is kind of like hockey. It uses hockey sticks, basically, except you use 
a ball instead of a puck, and the ball is also on fire. Okay. Yeah. No, that seems that seems pretty like high fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds Apparently good. Apparently it's an old Mayan sport, but yeah, it, yeah I feel like that's yeah, the that kind of weird sense. shit they'd get up to in their spare time. Yeah, okay. I'm into that. Yeah, no, that's the sport she knows. And maybe wrestling? That shit. also feels pretty... Hold up, double double backup question. I think they, uh-huh. they play obviously more than one sport. Um, I think Polita Pedepeche right. is their main one. But <laughs> I think wrestling is a big thing in Portland also. Uh-huh. Here's my question. Are we talking uh, the actual, like, sports entertainment type wrestling, or, like, Greco-Roman style wrestling? Or are we talking, like, fantasy WWE? <laughs> are we talking fucking magically, like, that's what all the adepts do? I think that's what all the adepts do there. Shit. <laughs> I think Portland's... It's like the normal WWE, but you can punch a hole in fucking tank armor plating. <laughs> oh, god. Every oh, match is fuck. a steel cage match because you can run up the side of the match with your bare feet. Shit. That's good. <laughs> I like it. Um, They've got the fucking Undertaker, except he's actually a weird fucked up wizard. Shit. <laughs> he awakened during one. the fucking Sixth World, like, whatever the magical UGE was called, and he's never allowed to retire, and he's like 120 years old at this point. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Oh, man. They've actually brought him back from the dead, like, three times on air. <laughs> like, check this out. And they just pull out, like, a necromancer. They fucking just send in all of his druids whenever he accidentally breaks all of his okay, arms and legs up. in the ring. No. I, we, we can't do that as a thing because I really want Cyber Hulk Hogan to be a thing. And we can't Shit. do that as part of... So we're just gonna put a pin in this. Next week's character is absolutely going yep. to be just super indoctrinated and all this weird, like, cyberpunk entertainment culture. Perfect. X-Cyber. WWE has the two programs like they do nowadays, but instead of SmackDown and Raw, it's the magic ones and the cyber ones. Yes! <laughs> oh, God. Okay, no, we're putting a pin in this. We're coming back to this next week, because th- that's right. such a fucking juicy nugget. God, that's perfect. That can't line up with Portland. Portland only has the one sport. They don't do wrestling. Fuck it. Backing out of that now. <laughs> yep they really like soccer and fire hockey fuck it whatever there we go soccer and fire hockey any other skills i think we're good otherwise ah we're fine okay cool 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 uh so next is gear and then magical stuff mm-hmm. for armor for gear mm-hmm. i like the idea of she just wears like studded leather <laughs> shit <laughs> maybe not studded <laughs> leather but she wears like what you'd equip a fantasy role-playing game character so she has, like, okay. a carved staff, like an oak staff that she carved herself, and that's her foci. <laughs> She's got, like, just leather armor and maybe, like, a circlet on. That feels Can pretty, I make like... a really bad suggestion really fast? Yes. Does she have magical wood armor, like in RuneScape? Oh, God, no. <laughs> she doesn't have <laughs> split bark mail. <laughs> Does she? Wait a minute. <laughs> I am... Pulling up a Google image search of split bark armor from RuneScape real fast. Oh no. Well, they did a graphical update and it looks. Does it still look like shit? It looks vaguely demonic now? What? Unless this is different. No, it looks like still the like six polygon chunks. I like the idea of she does have like wooden armor, actually. It doesn't look like just plate mail because RuneScape, but. 
yeah, I don't think it actually still looks like just logs with holes, like, dremeled <laughs> through the center of them. She's got more style than that. No, it's, like, woven bits of bark together that, it, like, is weirdly, like, agile, I think. Uh-huh. And it probably doesn't give a whole lot of, like, protection, but Portland's all about, like, woods working, so... Yeah, there's some kind of weird magical, like, enchantments built into it. Yeah, exactly. So, no, that seems good to me. Going down to the gear section right now, uh, see if there's anything else. Because, like, if that's not an armor that exists in the rules, which I believe it, we can house rule that in, that's too good. I'm sure it's in there somewhere, but yeah, let's not worry about it. Yeah. She has a cape, she has a cloak, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like a, a traveling cloak and just like a, a leather backpack. She doesn't have a gun. She doesn't need a gun. She summons spirits. Man, this is a real easy character to make. <laughs> well, yeah, except for the fact that we need to figure out what foci and fetishes she has. Yeah, that's fair. All of her gear is legal. Oh, yeah. Maybe the only person who hasn't had to fucking carry some kind of weird fucked up, like, oh, yeah, no, officer, this dermal plating with the big knife stuck through the middle of it, yeah, that's definitely I, legal. I like to imagine that if they run into the Lone Star, which is the police organization... I think Lone Star is the one that controls all Denver. I think so. Sounds right. This takes place in Denver, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. At least our characters and campaign and setting everything. I like the idea that, like, the Lone Star pulls over the, the group and they're like, Hey, are those, uh, are those gun arms on your RV legal? I can't help but notice that your RV has arms and it's holding some big fuck-off guns. <laughs> and Dix is like, uh, no, I've got, I've got the registration right here. And she's like, isn't, isn't that, uh, uh, fake? And everyone's like, hey, hey, shh, shh, hey. <laughs> I feel like I kind of want to buy her a fake ID. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I like that she has a fake ID. Yeah, she's got a fake sin. That works. Um... She didn't buy it, like, the, the party <laughs> bought it for her. Yeah, exactly. They were tired of having to sneak her into things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, so I'm looking at the list of tools. Oh, she might want at some point to pick up a pair of Mage Sight goggles. Yeah, those are real expensive, though. Yeah, especially because she's got to spend a whole bunch of money on buying, like, spell formulas and stuff. Yeah. She has binoculars. Mage Sight goggles are cool, though, because, like... Actually, I think binoculars still work for that, because the whole idea is to do magic on something, you have to be able to see the actual thing with your own eyes. Oh, gotcha. Okay. But binoculars and all that stuff still technically work, because it's all the same, like, magnifying the light that's entering your eyes. Okay. Because the idea with mage sight goggles is they're like a fucking roto-rooter fiber optic cable that you can turn around corners and stuff with. Holy shit. So if that stupid bullshit works, then I feel like binoculars probably do. I think she eventually gets those, but that's that's not something that she starts with. Yeah, totally. You can just buy a periscope, though. That's close enough. Yeah, there we go. I just love the idea of someone leaning around the corner with a periscope over <laughs> one eye firing magic spells out of it. I mean, there's not a whole lot that she would have. Yeah, I think we're pretty much good on this. Yeah, I think so. I like that she doesn't really have much aside from, like, her artisanal tools and her foci. Yeah, exactly. She lives a very non-materialistic lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. Except for her alcoholism. Oh, that's fine. That's not materials. No, that's not material. No. <laughs> that's consumable. So how do we figure out the foci and stuff? Where is that? Okay, so to do that, we'll first have to get into how the whole magic system works.
So the important things to know, this is one thing that I completely forgot about, but we have to buy her a magical lodge of some kind? Ugh, what? A lodge is basically like sort of a sanctum thing where you have to go to do all of your learning spells and all that stuff. Your magical experiments. Like a place where you go in and just meditate or something? Yeah, exactly. Um, That's where you do all of your dark goals. I think she has like a, a small cheap apartment in Denver that her mentor spirit instructed her to buy. He's like, hey, this place looks like a good place to just kick back. And she's like, well, I need to learn somehow. So I like <laughs> I like that she just has like an apartment that doesn't look like an apartment. It's just like there's no furniture really. It's just all the different stuff that she would need in there. I kind of like the idea that her magical sanctum is just a tube hotel with a bunch of arcane posters in it. Yeah, that's good. So whenever she needs to learn a new spell or something, she just kind of crawls into it and lays there for a couple hours doing her magic. I like that. Okay, I'm into that. Um, that way it's also like affordable because she doesn't have a lot of money. Especially after buying all this crazy magic shit. Yeah. Uh, super basic rundown on how spellcasting works. You have your different spells that you learn, and then when you cast a spell, you have to choose how much force you're putting into it. Okay. Which is both how powerful the spell is going to be once you cast it, if you manage to succeed, and how much drain it causes you when you cast it. Instead of having like a spells per day system or a mana system, whenever you cast a spell, you have to resist the drain depending on how much force you put into it. Gotcha. And however much of that drain that you don't resist does stun damage to you. Ugh. Okay. Or if you fuck up real bad, it can do physical damage to you. But yeah, so that's how that whole stuff works. We don't really need to get too much deeper into it than that. Okay, that means that's important to know. So we decided that she was probably going to be a shaman, right? Yes, yes. Because she has the mentor spirit. Yeah. So they only have two traditions in the main book, but one of them is just standard shamans, and that seems fine to work with. Yeah, okay. So basically the main things that your traditions give you is what types of spirit help you out with casting each different kind of magic and it also controls what attributes you use to resist drain with gotcha okay i just found the page now cool yeah so being a shaman she resists it with her willpower plus her charisma yep which are the two things that we said we would put points into higher yeah. than anything else so makes sense works out pretty well so the one problem that i realized when looking through this yeah is that technically the shaman tradition uses earth spirits for healing which isn't a problem just so much as the fact that she's going to have a real hard time convincing them to heal Professor Klusmo. That's true. Which is going to be hilarious. It's not all Earth spirits, right? It's most of them. We did kind of determine that it's mostly all of them at this point, at least in the Denver area. Yeah, I mean, that's how the disadvantage works. It's just every Earth spirit, like, instinctively hates this motherfucker. Yeah. Okay, I mean, that's cool. That leads to some fun role-playing of her, like, trying to, like, bluff or... <laughs> just like talk down a spirit and be like just, just come on a little healing listen i know the whole backstory i get it but listen can you just find it inside of yourself to help him out just this once look at him he doesn't have legs anymore those are really important to him <laughs> the other thing is since he's so cybered up he's gonna actually shadowrun has the whole thing where uh technology and magic don't really mix super well for the most part yes like, you can use magic to augment technology in some cool ways, but it's harder to cast spells on more technological materials, mm -hmm. which also counts with cyberware, so... Yep. And he has a lot of cyberware, because he is not Inspector Gadget, TM. <laughs> which means if his legs ever do fall off, he's going to have a real hard time attaching them, because they're just weird telescopes. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, okay. That all makes sense. 
I like just the basic tradition. There's not anything else we need to do besides just pick that, right? Like, there's no customization in the tradition? Yeah, nothing in the actual tradition part of things. Okay. The main thing is, like, so there's five different kinds of magic that you learn. There's combat spells, which are literally just does bad things to people. There's detection, which is, like, auguries, looking for other magic, trying to track down people, all that sort of stuff. Okay. Health, which is all just healing magic, that sort of thing. Illusion, pretty self-explanatory. And manipulation. Manipulation is just, like, affecting the physical world with your magic in a way that isn't directly harmful. Isn't that, like, enchanting? It's more than that, but enchanting uses manipulation yeah, for the most yeah. part. But, so yeah, that's how that stuff works. So our character, she's a pacifist, correct? Correct. So she probably doesn't have a lot in the way of, like, fighting spells? Help me out here, because this is, this is where I get confused. Do the shamans actually have any, like, specific spells that they cast, or is it mostly just they summon elementals to fight for them and do stuff for them? All traditions can do both, basically. The one different thing that shamans do have is that, like, their spells are a lot more specifically tied to their mentor spirit, basically. Gotcha. Ooh, boy. <laughs> yeah, so that'll be interesting. <laughs> but it, basically what it does is it affects, like, the look of the spell as it's being cast more than any sort of, like, actual physical effect. Okay. So I kind of am interested in what all of her spells look like filtered through Danny DeVito. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone thinks she's a weird pervert, and she's like, no, it's, it's not me. <laughs> it's just my spirit, I promise. Question. Uh-huh? Can anybody else see her mentor spirit? <laughs> oh, yeah, anyone who has astral sight can open up their mind to the astral plane and be like, okay. oh, oh, it's that guy. They're like, oh, 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 I thought it was a goblin. Oh, no. <laughs> Here's the thing, is I'm imagining Danny DeVito as, as her guardian spirit, right? But it's a seductress, so I'm imagining Danny DeVito in, like, a weird, uncomfortable, like, latex sexy outfit. Like like a persona style fucking Oh my god. <laughs> now when you say persona, that can get real bad real fast. I'm not talking about like the, the incubus in Persona 5 where it's a giant spiky strap on, but I'm talking like We're not talking about Diana who is just covered in boobs, like boob no. knee pads and boob shoulder pads and no, stuff. No, I'm talking about like just your standard latex BDSM style outfit. <laughs> <laughs> that you would see on a succubus. That's the word I was looking for. He's already pretty much her persona, right? <laughs> oh, completely, yeah. It's, it's basically how this whole thing works. The mentor sphere, it's like a persona or a stand or yeah, exactly. what have you, right? Okay, cool. Just making sure. Less like a stand because they actually have like an identity and all that well, stuff, right, but yeah, right. it's pretty much exactly a persona. <laughs> But if I can just make one counter offer really fast, have you ever heard of the... I think it only shows up in Shin Megami Tensei, but have you ever heard of the demon Mara? Uh, no. Okay, I'm gonna link you an image really fast. Oh, Jesus, this is the, the dick with tentacles. Oh, man. <laughs> I hate it. I hate looking at it. What, you don't like his cool I only kind of hate looking at it. I didn't say that. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but imagine this with Danny DeVito's voice, though. Oh, no, I hate it. No, no, I want her spirit to just look like Danny DeVito. This All is right, really, fine. really important to me. Anyway. Yeah, that works for me. 
we we lost the plot several times over. Uh, where were we? So since he's a man spirit, that means she's probably gonna be more specked into manipulation magic. Okay. Because that's what man spirits help shamans out with. Because we already put a skill point into enchanting for her, so that true, true. That makes sense. She probably does a lot of obviously probably conjuring and summoning because mm-hmm. the shaman. Yeah, very spirit focused. Yep. And the whole spirit system is basically, you have to make like three separate rolls to control a spirit. You have to be able to summon it, and then if you manage to successfully summon it, you have to try and bind it, and then however many successes you get on your binding check is how many things you can have it do for you before it just leaves. Okay. Gotcha. And then on top of that, there's also banishing if there's a spirit around that you don't want to fuck with. Very cool. Okay. But yeah, we don't really need to get much deeper than that. Yeah. I can't... Do we need to pick out specific spells? Oh boy, yeah we do. Before we do that, the other thing enchanting is good for is it lets you make your own foci and stuff. Yes, which is something that we already said she does, right? The thing is, I just realized that you can definitely just make foci that make you better at making foci like you're playing Morrowind. <laughs> you're like, I gotta, I gotta drink this potion that makes my enchanting better, and then I gotta use this enchanting that makes my potion making better. <laughs> Ad infinitum. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh god, there's so many different... There's a foci for every type of... Oh, Jesus, this is complicated. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to fuck with most of that stuff. No, yeah, no. All of her foci are different staves that she's made. And then she's just got a bunch of lanyards tied to her cell phone case that someone made her buy, and that's where she keeps all of her <laughs> fetishes. <laughs> Fucking perfect. <laughs> it's like a keychain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ah, that's good. Okay. Oh, fetishes are what make you better at different kinds of spell casting. Foci give you just direct bonuses to your spell casting, your summoning, banishing, binding, all that stuff. Okay. So her foci is just a big staff that makes her really good at... I'm gonna yep. say binding, probably? Binding or enchanting? Enchanting is a sub-thing, so it's not okay. something that you can make a focus okay. for. So Once again, I've n- I literally have never touched the magic system in Shadowrun in my life, so... Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot even by Shadowrun standards. Yeah, okay. So the Street Grimoire starts on page 203. Yep, looking at it now. Cool. Did she have at least one combat spell? I think she has exactly one combat spell. I'm gonna say she probably has Stunbolt or Stunball. Yeah, that seems good. I like that. I like Stunball. Yeah. Just a, a giant ball of energy to stun people. She doesn't like hurting them. Exactly, it just knocks them out. Yep. Oh, the one other thing that mages are able to do beyond casting spells and summoning spirits is, since they can do all the whole astral projection stuff, they can also use that for either tracking down other magical, like making sure there's no bound spirits waiting for you when you cross past a threshold, all that sort of stuff. Yep. And it lets you just walk through most walls so you can do recon and all that sort of thing for yourself. Yeah, that's sick. Okay. Yeah. Is that like clairvoyance? Would that tie into it or clairaudience, I guess? Is that, uh, I'm looking at the detection spells right now. Those you can actually just set up and then, like, leave a clairvoyance or a clairaudience while you go somewhere else. Oh. Oh, that's cool. Okay. So, like, you can gaze into the security room while you're wandering through the building and be like, oh, it looks like they're sending out more troops right now. I like the idea that she has clairaudience but not clairvoyance. Shit, yeah, because she really likes listening to stuff. Yeah. Perfect. That does also let her listen for other mages so she can counterspell better, I think. Yep, yep, it does. I kind of like the idea that she's just not very good at healing spells. Yeah, she probably has just like... She doesn't have detox, because she's never (laughs) needed it in her life. (laughs) Yeah, she's never gone to rehab. Yeah. I feel like she might have uh, increased reflexes. I like that. Just to give her some extra turns. Can she use that on other people? Yeah. 
Okay, yeah. See, that that seems like a good one. I think she has just standard heal, and then reflexes, and that's it. How many spells are we allowed to pick? Uh, you can pick as many as you want, you just have to buy them all. Oh, okay. So I'm gonna yeah. say a lot of these are probably ones that she's working towards, just because they're yeah. really fucking expensive, but yep. yeah. Yep, once again, we, we, we aren't, like, delving down into, like, the exact minutia of the character, it's just the general idea. Totally. Because it would be really boring to listen to us try and micromanage all of the different resources. Oh, yeah. Character creation and shadow run. Ah, uh, can she please have Poltergeist? Poltergeist picks up small objects up to a kilogram in mass within the spell's area and whirls them around in random patterns. This imposes a minus two dice pool visibility penalty on the area. It also inflicts two boxes of stun damage to anyone in the area each combat turn because of all of the flying debris. So my idea for how Poltergeist works is Danny DeVito Ghost actually just runs up to wherever she wants and he just picks stuff mm -hmm. up and starts throwing it around like a crazy person oh my god <laughs> i feel like she, then she also has the spell fling which just throws shit yep and it's just where she has her mentor spirit i was gonna say we need to come up with a name but we don't need to yet she has her mentor spirit throw shit just for her <laughs> winds up throwing a lot of empty bottles at people <laughs> she's like no i needed to use that again <laughs> Let's see. Do we want to give her control thoughts? Uh, Ooh, no, what we want to give her is turn to goo. I was just reading turn to goo. I like turn to goo. That's actually a really fucking good combat spell. Oh, God. You just make magic glue out of whatever they were wearing? No, it transforms them. What the fuck? Yeah, it doesn't hurt him, but it turns him into goo. Oh, that's crazy. Okay. Yeah, eventually no, it really like good. wears off and they just turn back into people, but... Like, if you can hit someone with it, they're just out of the she, combat, basically. She definitely has the light spell, which is just the create a mobile point of light that floats around. Yeah, totally. Because Portland, they don't have electricity. They just use light <laughs> on everything. I also like the idea that she has a levitate and she uses it on herself a lot, just so that she doesn't have to walk. <laughs> yep. Anything else that you can think of? I'm looking at the illusion stuff now. Armor might be a good idea, just in case they get into a fight, but other than that, I think we're probably okay. Yep, I think that's good. So, here's here's the last one. I know she doesn't have any cybernetics, because that just doesn't make any sense. I kind of like the idea of she has maybe one Bioware. See, the problem with that is, I think Bioware also reduces your essence. Mm. Then can she have at least a tattoo? Yeah, she can have a tattoo. <laughs> okay, cool, she got a tattoo. It's of, like, a bird's wings on her ankle. <laughs> and she, Yeah, there you go. There we go. And she's like, oh, I'm so cool now. Because they don't have tattoos in Portland. No, that doesn't make sense. I kind of really like the idea of her having a huge back piece with all of her magical formulae on it. She got a huge back piece with all the formulae, and it, it looks like a bunch of, like, intricate runes. But because they definitely have tattoos in Portland, I'm gonna say that now, so that's not, like, no. Oh, definitely. She got one of the fucking, like, animated GIF tattoos of it just, like, slowly rotating around. There we go. Now, yeah. That, that was her, like, one act of, like, I'm in the real world now on her walkabout. And she, like, if she decides to go back to Portland, she's like, oh, I did that, huh? Oops. But <laughs> she got real drunk. And by real drunk, I mean kind of tipsy. 
and decided to get that tattoo. Yeah, there you go. There we go. Perfect. Uh, just to go over how the whole essence thing works really fast. Okay, yeah, that's important to mention. Basically, you start off with six essence every time that you get cyberware or bioware, it cuts either a full amount or a fractional piece off of that. The problem is you can only buy your actual magic stat up to your level of essence. Okay. So even if you take like a minus 0.1 to your essence, you can only have up to five magic for the rest of your life. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, they really don't want you casting magic and having cyberware. Okay. It's kind of horseshit, but yeah, important to know. Yeah, I think end of the day, it makes more sense for her to not have that. Yeah, totally. So, no, I, I like that she just got a tattoo. That was her, like, act of rebellion. She probably did that, like, when she first left. Because <laughs> it was like, oh, I'm going to the outside world, sort of thing. Cool, no, I fucking, I love this character. Is there anything else we need to get, or are we... At this point, we're pretty fucking broke, so I don't think there's much else we can buy for yeah. her, honestly. No, that's fair. Like, we couldn't even buy her a bike at this point. I, I was just looking at, like, stuff that we need to add. Unless... Does she have a horse? I think she had a horse at home and she brought it with her. Okay, good. She's had it for years now. There it's a go. magical horse. No, it's better if it's not magical. <laughs> it's just a normal-ass <laughs> horse. Yep. Every time they go into a bar to get a job, she has to fucking hitch it to the front of the bar. <laughs> It also has this wooden splint mail on it. <laughs> oh, this perfect. is perfect. Okay, yep. cool. Yeah, no, so we need to name her and her mentor spirit. It needs to be like either a name that sounds like someone from Portland, Oregon, or a name that sounds like someone from Dungeons and Dragons or Holy Elder shit. Scrolls, maybe. What were her parents like? Did they grow up in Portland or did they move yes, there? Yes, yes. No, they grew up in Portland. Okay. She's from a long generation of Portland elves. <laughs> I'm looking at the female wood elf name prefix and suffix system that the Elder Scrolls uses. Perfect. Man, these are good. How about Lorethia Willowbrook? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that works. <laughs> God damn. And then her spirit's just, he's like, ah, oh, my name's Dave. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I like that. Hey, Marvin. It's your brother, Larry DeVito. <laughs> Do we want to just give him, like, a normal ass, like, the most boring name in the world? I think his name is Greg. Greg? Hey, Greg. <laughs> That's me. Hey, it's me, Magic Greg. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he introduces himself. He's like, I'm Magic Greg. Hey, what do you fucking want? I'm over here casting some spells for you. <laughs> I'm a poltergeist. <laughs> oh, that's good. Hey, I'm knocking over all your fucking pans in here. <laughs> I'm a real fucking inconvenience. Wanna get fucked up? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I like it. I, I think Lorethia Willowbrook and her mentor spirit, Magic Greg, are perfect, perfect and good. Yep, um, I think we're good. And they're a great addition to this Shadowrun team. <laughs> oh, fuck. Alright, I think that wraps it up for us. Yeah, I think we're done. Do we want to do the once-over overview that we normally do with the character when we're done with it? Or Yeah, let's run through like real a, fast. A summary. So, Lorethia Willowbrook is a young elf from Portland the elven enclave of portland that 
uh, hidden magical city of I think it's pronounced Tirtengeir or something like that. I'm something real like bad that. at fake Celtic. Yeah, <laughs> it's not even real. Like I'm pretty sure Tirnanog is an actual like thing in Irish mythology, but whatever, man, it's fucking Shadowrun. It's Portland. Listen, it's a giant magic tree that is Portland. <laughs> it's very much like high fantasy elven yep. city we have decided that is like they're weird elf amish people they're quakers I mean, yeah basically <laughs> um <laughs> and they don't they don't fuck with technology and she got a mentor spirit that came to her one day because she brews super strong mead and this spirit likes to party he's from seattle his name is magic <laughs> greg and he hey it's me greg you want to go see a hawks game <laughs> <laughs> He's he just kind of wandered spirit. into the compound and got mega fucked on her mead, and he was still passed out on the ground when she went on her vision quest looking yep. for a mentor. Yep, that's perfect. Yep. Uh, and then he kind of uh, was just like, hey, no, stick with me, kid. We're gonna go see the world. Yeah, and then she went on her magical Ramspringa. Yeah, yeah, she went on her magical Ramspringa. She hopped on her horse. <laughs> uh, he took her to Denver. <laughs> That's a long fucking way to go on a horse. Oh, yeah, no. It wasn't like they went straight to Denver. It's like they've they've been on the road for a while. Right, right. And then she got to Denver and she met the party somehow. I think our, in our final episode, we'll devote time to how they all met up. Yeah, that sounds good. She has a penchant for enchanting. She's a very, like, an above-average shaman at the very least. She's pretty good at spellcasting. She's real into manipulation magic just because that's what Greg knows. Yep. Also, I think to an extent that's what all she ever needed growing up in Portland. Yeah, totally. Like, there's not a lot of reasons to learn how to turn yourself invisible if you're just hanging out at home all the time. She's very much like the fish-out-of-water trope, where she just doesn't understand literally anything. I kind of like the idea that she met with the party when she saw an ad for runners, and she thought it was just a marathon. Like a, a track team or something. Yeah, she's yeah. like, oh, I really do need to get some more exercise. I've been so <laughs> <Fuck>. lazy lately. <laughs> That's fucking perfect. So she showed up with her fucking Birkenstocks and her Palota stick, and she's like, hey, how's it going? I heard you were looking for a runner. And then someone tried to fucking knock her head off. <laughs> no, I love this character. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, that's gonna do it for us. This has been the character generation. You can find us at thecharactergen.stream. Currently that's linking to our Podbean page. Yep. Do we have the Podbean page updated past the default, what it looks like? No, we should still... probably do that at some yeah, point. Yeah, we should do that. I don't know. I kind of like the weird, like, stock footage lady just smiling <laughs> and listening to a podcast. <laughs> She's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can also find us on Twitter, at the character gem. You can also find us on Facebook. Uh, we have an official Facebook page now. It is... I think you can find it by going to at the character gen, or you can just look up the character generation. I fucking don't know how to find things on Facebook. I man. use Facebook a little bit. <laughs> I, I use it enough to make this page, and I'm still not sure how to how to use it. But you can find us there. You can also download us on iTunes. Give us a rating on iTunes. That means so much to us. That's we don't advertise, so like just anything out there helps. Also, I don't know if you can do ratings for podcasts on Google Play. I think you can. You can on Google Play, whatever service you use. I think Stitcher does it. You'll find us anywhere, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, just share us with your friends if you like the podcast. Yeah, like our highest listener count right now is 17 downloads maximum. Yeah. So yeah. like, 
literally anything would definitely give us some more listeners yeah and you know and if you ever want to like get in contact with us or anything you can message us on facebook or twitter or email us at thecharactergen at gmail.com yep and if you want to follow me on twitter you can find me at siromo it is s-i-i-r-o-m-o i've been moth i've been chet and it went like this i am wrong i am sorry, sorry.